Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. All right, all right. Another week, another week of greatness. And we have a great guest on here today, uh, a guy I pretty much grew up with, and uh, now is taking on a whole new set of challenges, Mr. Caesar Hernandez. Thank you, man. Thank you, both <laughs> of you guys, man. I appreciate yeah. it. It's an honor to be here, man. Real talk. Awesome, man. Thanks. Awesome sauce. All right. <laughs> and what we're going to do, we're going to get to know a little bit about Caesar. Um, and just, you know. His- disclaimer, disclaimer. I'm still trying to figure out who, who Caesar is, too. Ah. So, hey, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think we're all trying to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, look, as long as you ain't got multiple personalities, this is going to go great. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Ain't no Caesar here, bro. It's <laughs> turning to split all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is going to be lit. It's going to be some lit content. <laughs> all right. All right, Caesar, man, go ahead and uh, get into a little bit about yourself. I know you're probably not some, you know, narcissistic person, you know, <laughs> but let's get to know a little about you, where you're from, uh, what you're working on, and how's everything going? Um, I just, I feel like it, sometimes it can be hard to talk about yourself because like <laughs> you can't really, I, I mean, I like to believe that my life started obviously when I was born, but I can't remember like my first few years. So it's like maybe five years old. I think I'll start there. I, I remember being dressed as a cowboy and my mom, <laughs> my mom dressing me as a cowboy and I uh, just waiting for my dad. And I think my mom being very animated, I don't even know. Now thinking back at it, I don't even know why she would dress me up. And like, like it was characters, like a cowboy. And sometimes he would, she would put me like a uniform. And I think that sort of would spark my imagination into like mm-hmm. getting into the Maybelline or the magic or... Because I, I mean, obviously at that age, you, you, you do whatever... You do believe whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? You don't question it. You're, you put a suit on and now you're an officer. And then you, you tell your buddy, you're going to be the robber. And and you're playing cops and robbers now, <laughs> and we don't question it. <laughs> so I think I think that that's what kind of sparked it for me, be getting into uh, the industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know if I said what I do, but mm-hmm. yeah, just that's that's kind of what started for me. Yeah. What do you do? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I act, I produce, and uh, I sometimes write, but. Um, yeah, that's that's. I don't think I chose it. It's it's weird because even though I said that about the story, that yeah, that might have sparked it, but it sort of like grabbed me as opposed to me grabbing it. Mm-hmm. And I think in that aspect, I didn't really have a like a like it just it. Cho- I know it's kind of cliche when I and it, I didn't choose it. It chose me. But I, that's really how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I buy it. <laughs> when, when can you pinpoint the time where um obviously it was always in you since you were five years old, but can you pinpoint a time where um you was like, I really want to do this? Was there like a movie you watched? Oh, a hundred percent, yeah. It was uh Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah. I saw actually two movies. Those are my Jim Carrey is my Jim Carrey and Rob De Niro. So it was Dumb and Dumber and uh Casino. When I saw Dumb and Dumber, uh I actually met Jim Carrey, and I felt the exact same emotion when I saw Dumb and Dumber, and I was a kid, so it, it was weird to experience something, but I saw him, and he was very, like, animated and out there, and I was like, 
I feel like he spoke to me. Like, damn, like, how can I explain it? Like, I've never felt like, oh, I've never seen like a, like a fireman and I thought, damn, I want to do that. I, I'm sure some people are like that, but mm-hmm. I didn't get that when mm-hmm. I see firemen mm-hmm. or any other occupation for that matter. But I saw him and I was like, wow, damn, I want to do that. And then I saw Casino. And at the same time, I know it's Maybelline, but it was just so believable. I saw a Casino and Robert De Niro. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's those two movies. I mean, I don't know how old I was, but it was, again, I feel like it was, it was just layers. Like, that was one layer, my mom doing one layer, and then, like, just feeling some type of way about art. Like, I mean, some people look at art and they don't really care or they don't understand it. So they don't, that, by that fact they don't mm-hmm. they don't gravitate towards it so they don't care about it or the, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. yeah that's really dope <laughs> okay. do you think it's a um like the um what what intrigues you about it is it just like the idea that you can live in different worlds as an actor or is it like like more of the technical side like you can like sway people's emotions simply by you know the way you're acting on screen i think that <clears throat> You maybe subconsciously I'm not I don't know, but I think that everybody is fronting like they're not really who they are. Mm-hmm. But if you act how you are, then you'll be judged. So that so then you're scared. So then you put up a front, and you're not that person. And now you have to be that person because you've been pretending to be that person, and it's it's very hard to be yourself so mm-hmm. in a sense I think acting you can be different characters and you won't be judged mm-hmm. so you'll be like oh he's acting but if someone Joe Blow does something he's like what the f- what's wrong with that guy yeah. what's he on Yeah. what's he doing <laughs> Yeah. you know what I'm saying so I, I, I think that could be it but then I also um, like it's something inside that just it makes me come alive, look alive, look alive. But, no. <laughs> it's it's sort of like I guess the only thing I can compare it with to is like sex. It's like you get that. That's a comedy. Ah! That's comedy. <laughs> you, got, you, you get that feeling, like get that climax. Right? That cli- with the climax, but like a cloud nine, like yeah, feeling. That's yeah. dope. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a natural high. So, so if we're hearing this correctly, you compared, you know, acting to busting the nut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if that's the case, then what is like a sex scene like? A sex scene? Yeah. Is it just like, like a uh, inception of like sexual euphoria or something? Uh, well, I haven't. I haven't had the. Pleasure <laughs> um, of doing a sex scene, but I mean, I guess there's got to be some something going on there. I think I could describe what that's like, oh. and I would say blue balls. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, but that's awesome, man. I, I think yeah. that that what you said in regards to being an actor, you don't have the same responsibility. Not not so much responsibility, but you don't have the same 
a reception as, as just Joe Blow doing something. You're like, what the hell is this guy doing? Right. You know, versus when you're an actor, you have a different type of responsibility. It's almost like a comedian coming like, up saying... That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, comedians get away with a lot of shit. Yeah. And, they, and then they just, oh, we're just, we're just messing around. But in reality, everybody in their couch is thinking what he said. Yeah. But they can't fucking say that. Yeah. It's not politically correct or whatever, but... <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, fucking uh, Chris D'Elia. I don't know why I'm thinking of Chris D'Elia. You, are you guys familiar with Chris D'Elia? No. Oh, he's a comedian, but a lot of he just talks a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but he's cool, man. He's cool as hell. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're like, oh, you know, don't get offended. But sometimes, you know, there's certain there's certain things that comedians will tap into where it's like, God, that was too soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, well, I'm a comedian. I'm in my yep. You know. I think they that's like a fall, like the ultimate fallback. Yeah, like oh, they can 100%. say the most disrespectful yeah. thing, and then it's like, oh, I'm a comedian. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that's stupid. I think you should just stand on like whatever you're saying. Like, don't use comedian well, as a. Well, yeah. the thing the thing is, I think it's now it gets political, and it's like not it's not really them mm-hmm. saying sorry. It's like their publicist or like somebody mm-hmm. somebody that's not getting this not the money train's gonna stop. Mm-hmm. So that person's gotta be like, yo. There the you money, go. Put the money and stopping to go out there and like, like say s- sorry. I guess you know yeah, whatever got, the situation is. They got to be real PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, damn, what's her name? Roseanne. Roseanne. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you, even when she was apologizing, like you could tell, like she was like not all the way there. She was. There was no. It she was like care. she was like ninety percent no, and the ten percent was like okay, I'm sorry, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. But. There was no point of apology. I mean, it cost her a lot. So, yeah. but even so, somebody upstairs was like, "Yo, we can try to fix this. Go out there and say, try to ma- yeah, try, to, try ma- to mend it. Yeah, get her show back. Yep. Maybe yeah, let's put a band aid on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> band aid don't stop a, a stab wound. <laughs> <laughs> There's no band aid for racism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've been yeah. trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's awesome, man. Let's see here. All right. Well, Caesar. Yes, sir. It's quite evident that me, you, and Keith have something uh, very in common, and that's we all come from one city, Bakersfield, California. The blue collar, um, uh, uh, Buck Owens, <laughs> you know, Republican oil fields city is where we come from. And growing up in that city, we all had different experiences. Some of them we shared, some of them different. Can you go into depth as of what you remember growing up in this city and just give just to give a brief, you know, idea of what it felt like growing up there? You know, um, living out here now in Los Angeles, I, I know if we're just like two hours away, but it, it really... If, it really is like a complete different world out here, man. It blew my mind moving out here, coming from Bakersfield, because I feel like, I guess, I mean, I just, it wasn't, it was really not my fault not being aware because I was just, whatever I'm surrounded by, that's as much as I can know. Just mm-hmm. So uh, being, in, being in Bakersfield, I really, if, it really did feel like we were isolated, like we're in a small town. And I know... When you're there, it doesn't feel like a small town until you come to like Los Angeles or a big city and you realize like how like a bunch of stuff is going on, like a different bunch of just, it's a melting pot, literally. And like all these different activities and, and cultures that you're not aware of. And in a sense, it kind of like marginalizes you. And it was, I, I know, it was just 
I mean, nothing bad. I, I love Bakersfield. I go there very often. Um, but when I moved, the big difference when I moved over here, I know when you talk about Bakersfield, they're like, oh, where's that? They know it as like the little town going to like the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. That's all they know. But Bakersfield is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's small, but I dig it. <laughs> you know what? Um, what's funny about Bakersfield is actually one of the largest metropolitan cities in California. It's over 300 plus thousand. Almost close to four. But the issue, the reason why we view it as a smaller city or town is because the minds of the people there. Right. Not so much the size of the city. Yeah. And you start to run into a bunch of people that are like-minded but not in a good way. Mm -hmm. It's always this, like we talked about this, it's always this get a job mentality. Yeah. You know, get Get a job. Get in the... Red right, uh, the rat race. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah you should be, the oil fields is hiring. Yeah. You know, oil fields is hiring. And it's just like, if you tell somebody, you know, you want to do something artistic or something outside of that bubble, mm. they don't believe in it. They're just like, well, mm, Eddie wants to do this. Oh, Caesar wants to yeah. do this. Mm, wow. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you have this whole get a job mentality. And I'm not, I'm not, my thing is this. I'm not trying to rag on anybody from my city because I currently reside there. So I don't want to, you know. Uh, be a hypocrite, but I will say not enough people think outside the box. No. And for example, you thought outside the box enough to where you relocated, not because yeah. you hated where you were from, but because you chose to be close to where you wanted to be successful at. Yeah. You wanted to be across the street. You wanted the access. You wanted the networking. You wanted the... Basically, I wanted more than the river. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, man, and there's actually, I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking, I just said that as an analogy, but there's the Kern River. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but that, that's not good. That's the deadliest that, river in America. <laughs> yeah. And the Kern River claims another victim. <laughs> oh, man. You know what's funny about, um, they say stay out, stay alive, yeah. and people don't listen. And I feel like that's almost the mentality of Bakersfield. A lot of people, they just stay and they're alive, but they're dead because yeah. they're not. They're not chasing their dreams. They're not. They're not doing something that they really want to do. Mm-hmm. Don't get me they're wrong. Programmed. Thank you. Yeah, they're programmed. Don't get me wrong. I'm a truck driver. Okay, I like what I do, but at the same but, uh, time, you can already tell you you think outside the box. Thank you. Just by having the podcast, um, most people want to take that initiative and be like, you know what, Wh- whatever, I'm going to invest four or five hundred bucks in this, and no people won't do that. They mm-hmm. rather, fuck, I don't know, they'll probably go and spend a hundred bucks on a Saturday night. And and they'll do that every week. Yeah, bro. And, and then and then they get to nine, and they're like, "Damn, I I, I wanted to be a DJ. I mean, DJ just came to mind, but whatever the whatever. <laughs> whatever. I was like, damn, I, I could have done that. It's like, damn, you only have. I mean, so far we only know we only got one life. It's not like we're gonna go somewhere else and then relive it. But yeah, but yeah, you got one life, man. Go out there and just go out there and fail. Yeah, go out there, man. And, and, yeah. Go out there and fail. Go out there and like be lonely. Go out there and feel broke. With how that feels. To stop being like you got something, you need something, and you know somebody like your parents or your 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 brothers or whatever the whatever it is, they'll bail you out. You know, mm-hmm. go go and experience something, Bruh, and yeah. then you'll be like, damn, you, you got to jump. You got to jump. I think uh, yeah. Steve Hardy said said it best. He said it's almost like jumping out of a plane with no parachute. 
Yeah. Or not knowing if that parachute's going to work. You just got to fucking go for it. Yeah. That just reminded me. Have you seen that, that video where Will Smith jumps out of a plane? He's always doing shit like that yeah. now. Yeah. No, but it's like, yeah, did you see it? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Like, if you haven't seen that, go check that out. Really? Yeah. I do. I mean, I, I know Bailey, and if, if you know more, but he's talking about he was petrified to jump off a plane, but once he was up there and, and he, like, he was doing it, like, it was like, it was like a bliss. It's like, it, it's almost like he became the universe. Like, he was, like, the fear, there was no need to be fear. Like, there's no fear. Mm-hmm. And there's no need to be, to have fear. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just, it's a dope-ass video. I can't, I mean, yeah. I think there's, there's somewhere around there where he just lost his fear and then... Mm-hmm. He always finds a fear. way, he always finds a way to, like, make the most simplest things into, like, these grandiose life yeah. lessons. It's really, like, he has a really, like, gift of, like, you know, kind of like teaching the world from yep. just the simplest things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is crazy. I, there's this idea like that um, one one of the reasons you admire like somebody like Drake is that like he essentially like put Toronto on the map. Like he, you know, while he was in Toronto, he was making like the music he was making and whatnot. Eventually he moved to the States. But like... Um, a lot of people feel that they um, they need to like disown like if they're from a small town they need to like disown their small town and act like they're from a Houston act like they're from New York or act like they're from Los mm-hmm. Angeles to um, to make it so I, I appreciate this idea that you know you you feel like although you live in Los Angeles primarily because like this is where all right. this stuff is happening but you're not a guy that's like you know like we know people personally that like put Los Angeles in, like, their header and stuff like that and act like they're from, like, you know, they're born and raised in Los Angeles. It's but like... I, I feel... Just... Sorry. Just to say something about that, because I just feel like people, for, for whatever reason, they think that the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. Like, when they try to compare L.A. to Bakersfield, mm-hmm. they're like... It, but it does feel something about LA that, L.A. that it does feel that way. Mm-hmm. But once you get here, it's like, yo, man, we breathe the same air. <laughs> just, <laughs> settle down. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I was just telling him this in the car, like, um, like I went to school in New Mexico State, and then you know I'm from Bakersfield, and um, you know all the film stuff is ha- happening in L.A. But I I know people personally that you know went to school in L.A. or they're like production assistants in L.A. and they don't feel any closer to like the ultimate goal of like maybe like directing a blockbuster or like acting in a blockbuster than I am, and you know what I mean. I'm like in cities like so far away from. Los Angeles, you know what I mean? So we're all afforded the same opportunities, especially with social media. Like, you know, the social media is just globalizing everything, you know what I mean? You just drop a link out to the world and, you know, people around the world can view it. Yeah. So, yeah. I just think that the amount of tenacity and energy you have towards something will draw you closer to it. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't Uh, matter uh, where you're at. Like attracts like, you know? You heard that? I think that's that. Well, basically... When one, if you like something, you kind of oh, yeah, attract yeah. it to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, damn, I don't. Uh, I thought of something like, like if a white guy mm-hmm. likes white girls, I mean, if a black guy likes white girls, then the white girl that he'll meet, he she also have she also she'll like black guys. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a like the tracks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. Because, you yeah. know, me and Keith both have experience with white women. So. <laughs> okay. But I'm sure the women that you... Yeah. Like, I'm sure the women that you guys met, they were also attracted to black men, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like a... a tr- like a tra- oh, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 That's very interesting. It's yeah. very personal. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's man. a dope concept. I never, I never thought of yeah, it. Yeah, like definitely, that. man. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the, like a law of attraction thing too. But yeah, yeah. but it's like an iteration yeah. of that. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Definitely is. Um, yeah. In regards to Bakersfield, um, what I've noticed as well is uh, we already talked about you know. Get a job mentality. Yeah. Um, get in the cycle. But the funny thing about it is once people see someone really doing something, mm-hmm. it's like they're like, whoa, that guy's doing it. Whoa, that guy's doing it, you know? Um, and you start to see more people like, wow. And then you start seeing, if you pay attention, I mean, obviously you're focused on your own life. Right. But if you start to pay a little attention, you're going to start seeing people coming out the woodworks from your same city like, whoa, they have a... They moved to L.A. They're, mm-hmm. they're pursuing their career in acting. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't realize it, but somebody's watching you, bro. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's watching you, and they come from the same place you come from, and you may have sparked something in them. Yeah. Their whole family may disagree with what they're doing, but they're stepping outside of that doubt that they have and outside of that, no, you can't do that from their family. Yeah. Sometimes you got to literally, you got to jump. You got to, everything people tell you, that's the doubt they see within themselves. Yeah, 100%. It's not so much they're fearful for what you're doing. because the They're worst, fearful for you to succeed. Thank you. The worst you could do is fail. Yeah, the so, worst you could do is fail. Yeah. They, they could be, because it could be also an ego thing. Be like, I told you you, were, you weren't going to succeed. You know, mm-hmm. so they want to feel good about themselves if you don't succeed. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, how can you feel good about yeah. that? You know how can you feel good about another person failing? That yeah. will say more about you, you than anything. And yeah, my thing cool. is, I want people. I want anyone chasing their dreams, like legitimately chasing something they believe in. Yeah. I want them to grow, because yeah. I know where I want to go. So that's the way I'm thinking. I want to see you at the end. Like if I see Caesar six years from now. I want to be like, remember that time we did that podcast? And then Caesar's like, hey, man, uh, come to my house. But you got to come to the fifth house because the first house, I don't live there. I'm on vacation. Yeah. And I would love to be a part of that. I want to be a part of people's growth. Yeah. I don't want to be part of somebody's journey. Thank you. Yeah. That's why, I mean, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here at at Caesar's spot. Because, you know, seeing him back in high school, college versus now, it's not like, he changed, but not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's it's two different people, but it's because that's what happens when you accept growth and when you're attracted to something and you grow towards it. Yeah. It's a totally different. It's a totally different deal. Mm-hmm. You know. You know the thing I realized, uh, just thinking about right now, mm-hmm. is like I would. I've been to two schools out of state, mm-hmm. out of out of California, and. Um, Every time I go to these schools, like, I get the same question. Like, why are you here? Like, why aren't you in California? <laughs> but, like, kind of like you were saying, it's like those people are people that are, like, they've grown, they were born in New Mexico. They grew yeah. up there. They went to high school there. They went to the closest college there. So it's almost like they have a fear of, like, leaving their hometown. Or, like, I went to school in Iowa, and it's like there's a couple people that went to, like, they, they, are, they were from, like, to Nebraska and, like, surrounding, surrounding states. But at the same time, it's not really like a far journey for them. So it's it's a lot of comfort in mm-hmm. knowing like you can go back home on the weekends and get you know your mom's home cooked meal. But um, so like you're you're almost putting your fears on other people. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're afraid to go 
to a state in a different time zone. So you're uh, like reflecting that on me, like asking me, like, why am I doing this? But in reality, I'm just getting an education like anyone else. And I'm not afraid to, you know, go on a journey to find that. So that's very true. Yeah, that's that's crazy that you think. Yeah. You know, I think uh, I can't remember who said this. You know, I don't want to quote them. But they said, why would you live this comfortable, safe life to have a certain death? We're all going to fucking die. Yeah, so why are you going to be like, oh, I never did that because it was too dangerous. Oh, I never did that because I didn't have the money. Dude, are you serious? Yeah. Like, yeah. first of all, I'll give you a tid, like a, 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 a smidget of what I went through. I had never driven a Class A vehicle in my life at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was literally going from one job to a career that I had no idea about. Truck driving is dangerous. Very my whole family was against it. Don't do that. That's not it. Don't do it. You, you could kill yourself. This and that. And I thought to myself, this is a career I can open up. I can make pretty good money. I know I have some connections back home. Let me do this. And then they kept like, you know, even my dad and everybody like, no, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. You didn't buy into it. I didn't buy into it. Mm-hmm. And I was literally on the road going around the country. I've been about 28 states when I first got my license. And I'm going all over the place doing all this stuff. And I, I think about it. And even to where I'm at now, had I never done that, I would be a shell of myself. Yeah. I wouldn't have a podcast. I would I would just be the guy doing life. Right. You know, working. Living a normal life. Yeah. Being a guy that, you know, that's stagnant. Being a guy that, that hasn't grown that other side of his brain. Mm-hmm. Just not being, not being the best version of myself. And yeah. I'm still growing. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying yeah. I got this shit all figured out, mm-hmm. but yeah. I'm still growing. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw something where it said, um, if you couldn't fail, what would you attempt to do? Like that's if you think about it, like for real, for real. I mean, don't 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 stop yourself. Just mm-hmm. go out there and do it. I mean yeah. the worst that can happen, you'll learn you'll get an experience out of it. And I think I'm all about experiences, so mm-hmm. if you go through an experience, you'll grow as a person. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great mentality to have. Like if you if you take away the failing aspect, if you yep. just remove that from your mind, you could do pretty much anything you want to do. And it, it feels like it it could be just one simple thing that it's that is holding you back like like you said about the doing the podcast or not. It was just a simple thought like do should I do it or not? And that that positive one it's into net what doing what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. Like just because you decided, that, yeah, let's do it instead of no. Like I said, I mean, I work. I guess the word doesn't really have any significance because we're giving it the definition. But the action, I guess I would say. Yeah. You know what I mean? The action, yeah. not not the words, but mm-hmm. yeah, the action that you took. And I think if you take action, you can get shit done. Not only take action, continue to challenge yourself. New yeah. challenges, all yeah. those things matter because. I mean, you we even if you challenge yourself and you get where you like, you get in this realm of where you want to be. You start to create another bubble. Yep. You got to keep that shit yeah. open. Yeah, it's always got to be something. I've been challenging myself. I've been talking to him lately. I was like, dude, I got to do stand up comedy, and yeah. and I'm only saying that on the podcast because I have to challenge myself. I have to do this. It's not so much oh, I want to do it. I have to do it. It was a thought, the same one I had with this podcast, and we talked about it. We did it. Mm-hmm. I have to do it, even if I don't make anybody fucking laugh. I have to get yeah. up there. I have to give it a shot. Yeah. 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 I want, I want, ideally, I want like five, six years from now, like people to scroll through my social media and see like things that I said I wanted to do. And then like 
had those things like come to fruition. Like, oh, he said in 2010 that he wanted to do this, and then like now he's doing those things. So I don't really see you as that person, though. You're not a big talker. <laughs> it's social media. You can you don't have to literally talk. <laughs> no, no. Just tweet. Just tweet. It yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the mean revealing things or saying. I'm oh, yeah. Well, I do it. I do it all the time, especially oh. on Twitter. I don't have Twitter though. So yeah. So I don't see don't you see, on there. You don't see all the good stuff. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Nobody cares. Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I have three hundred and twenty-six followers, and they all care about me. <laughs> <laughs> Social media is a trip, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as it is, people are already fronting who they are, who they are in person. Yeah. And now you got like a like a this is like a mass on steroids type of thing, man. Like people, yeah. I don't know. People are a trip, man. They they be posting and saying things they're not really doing, and I. I don't understand for what, or what do you guys think for we, what? What's the purpose for it? We, we talked about this uh, on a podcast that results don't lie. Yeah. You can sit here and say, yeah, I'm getting money, man. Thank the yeah. Lord for this and that. But at the end of the day, results don't lie. So if you're a guy that says nothing and you do, you work diligently, you bust your ass, and all of a sudden you show up at a Lamborghini, they're going to be like, shit, this guy's yeah. doing it. Yo. But the motherfucker that's doing the Lamborghini talk yeah. don't have a Lamborghini. Bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's fronting. Yeah, you don't have to front. Just 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 work hard. I know it sounds really cliché, like work hard. It's just a simple concept. It's a simple concept. <laughs> like there's no but point. That's what it is. They, it, they want that instant gratification. Bruh. So, so it's not they're not they think they're going to come to Hollywood and like be the next Brad Pitt in 6 months and that realistically that doesn't happen. So but it's just the way we're being wired now. We we get everything so fast, and and the things that we get fast, they're not fast enough. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like they they just want us. Some some like when it comes to news, I don't want to get about into politics, but it just seems like sometimes it, it's not even the right information. They just want to like they want to be the first ones to say this, and then they take it back after the real result. Oh, we sorry. Like <laughs> our, our 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 source was not was not legit, but they already baited us with yeah. the first one. They, but see, here's so. the here's the thing to go on what you said. Mm-hmm. Even when they come back with that with the other stuff, yeah. that information is already retained in somebody's mind. Oh, it's too late because they already believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now they're like, no, but they said uh, this. They're like, but no, but they no. came back and said that was a lie. I don't care. They said it. Like, yeah. Why would they say it if it wasn't real? Oh. It's like uh, you only you only read half of it, you big dummy. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, go read the other half, the, the important half. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's all about getting that information quick, fast. Yeah. We're turning into cattle. Yeah, we That's, really are. We're turning into cattle. Anything they fucking feed us, we eat it. Yeah. And and, it, and it's sad. And it, like you said, the, the the quick information, the the, Insta, the Instagram, the, the Facebook, and all of it, man. I think it's awesome if you're leveraging something you're doing, acting, yeah. podcast, whatever. Yeah. It's awesome for that. And I'm not saying you can't use it beyond that because you can post you can. pictures of your family and all that. That's all good. But for the most part, no. But when you, yeah, when you're spending hours, yeah, thank I you. I think that's when the that's the issue. You're spending. Three, four hours on social media, and you could have done something productive. It's not just that. You're spending hours on something that's not making you any fucking yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you too. you liked all these chick selfies, and they don't give a <laughs> fuck about you, first yeah. of all. They don't even know you that's exist. Funny. They don't know you exist. You're just another like to them. Yeah. And then they're not making any fucking money because now they're just loving the attention. Attention yeah. don't pay the bills, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
do you think that, um, obviously you probably have a lot of friends out here in LA and then a lot of friends in Bakersfield. Who do you think, um, uh, are the biggest posers? Like are people in LA more <laughs> like posting? More like humble in Bakersfield. Yeah. Wow. I, I, yeah. Out here, uh, you know, it's sort of like, who, who do you know? You know what I mean? That that can level up. So it's like, they'll be fronting and saying like, doing uh... this, I'm doing that. And they're just lying. I mean, I guess it would be different levels because, I'm talking about in, in, in the industry, industry, but maybe in, like, different industry over there, maybe they're doing the same thing. Like, oh, I know so-and-so. I know the I know the owner of this company or whatever or whatnot. Yeah. And they're doing the same thing, but it's just a different category, I guess. That's a very good. Yeah. yeah. That's very true because it could yeah. be, like, it could be an oil field job yeah. in Bakersfield. I know the foreman. Yeah, I exactly. I get you a job, and exactly. then they don't do shit. Yeah, it's just the same metaphor over here. It's just different industry. Yeah. It's a different industry. I yeah. know Harvey Hall. He's my best friend. Yeah. Harvey don't give a shit about you. <laughs> rest yeah. in peace, Harvey. Yeah. yeah, rest in yeah. peace. Didn't he recently die? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I heard because the ambulance, the ambulance hall didn't like didn't make it in time. Oh, that's the saddest story I've ever heard. Some, what? No? Oh, nah. Isn't the ambulance called after him? Yeah. Though? Some. I think it might have been a joke then, because he's like the owner of the hall, and then the ambulance Dang. didn't make it in time. I think it might have been like one of those memes. For the yeah, for the people that don't know, Harvey Hall was like the mayor of Bakersfield, and he's like. Probably one of the most successful businessmen there. He owns the ambulance company. Yeah. Um, so, like, he was just basically saying, like... His wh- company didn't make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Sad. That was it might, it might be a joke, then. <laughs> it could have been a joke, but I'm not going to... Yeah, because t- they just ain't going to do that. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> if he was no, a no. comedian, he would have ran yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm a comedian. <laughs> Come on. What do you expect? <laughs> Too soon? Like, come on, man. Hillary is a man. What do you expect? <laughs> Comedians, oh my goodness, they're off the chain. Yeah. yeah. You guys listening to any good uh, podcasts with comedians? Um, yes. I think the one that I that well, we both like, I might like more. It's called Brilliant Idiots. Mm-hmm. It's with uh, Andrew Scholes and uh, Charlemagne the God. They're they're both they're like yin and yang. Andrew Scholes is a growing comedian. He's starting to get a lot of buzz. He just released a. Uh, uh, a, a, a comedy album called 551. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. A lot of really, some, some pretty dark humor, some of it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. But then some of it's really funny. Mm-hmm. So I like to watch a lot of the um, Breakfast Club's interviews with Charlamagne. Yeah. He gets under their skin, man. Yeah. 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 I, I think what, what I, re- you know, it, it, sometimes I feel it's a little bit annoying what he does, but there's a science behind it that I respect. What's that? And it's like, like you said, it, it's a science behind it, like the way he gets under their skin. It's like the same person that's like, you know, I'm a boss. I'm this. I'm that. Mm-hmm. And they have this bigger than life persona. And then you you come on the fucking show and you're like, you better put some respect on my name, man. <laughs> put some respect on my name. Yeah. He that those same people are the most affected because they have this outer layer that's all bullshit. It's yeah. all for show. All for so sure. you don't try to penetrate that bubble. But if you got the right needle, boop, you're gonna yeah. pop it every time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Birdman was the worst case. Yeah, yeah. You would think the guy that has tattoos on his fucking yeah. head, you know, <laughs> yeah. you would think this guy could, you know, tattoos on their face and their head. Like, this guy, don't mess with this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was sensitive to what someone said. That well, tells you he's very insecure? Th- th- yeah. That tells you he's very insecure and he's very aware of what people are saying about yeah, him. Yeah, and he don't like 100%. it. 100%. And he don't like it's it. His ego got a little... Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Re- recently... Isn't that crazy how we, like, like I try not to take anything personally. Honestly, I don't. I can care less what you think about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's, it's weird that you would get offended about, like, 
somebody's opinion. Yeah. That that his opinion does not it's not who you are. So yeah. why do I, I mean I think it comes with being self-aware though. I, we we talk like mostly every episode we almost talk about this. It's like when you know who you are, what you need to do is this. Yeah. We're human. So sometimes the shit people says, it kind of penetrates us sometimes. Yep. And we're like, fuck. So the best thing you could do is evaluate. How important is this person to me? Yeah. What do they mean to me? Why should I even respond to them? Yep. What If somebody's talking shit about you and you come on their show, it would be nothing better than to look at them, shake their hand, and smile in their face. Because yeah. that's telling them what they're doing. It's not working. Yeah. Do you ever see Jay Z like? I don't like what they said about me, man. Yeah. I don't like what they did. Yeah. He's you don't cool, come and collect. Yeah, baby. you're not going. You're not going to mess with yeah. Jay Z. But we just seen Nicki Minaj go crazy the other day, mm-hmm. and she was like, you know, I'm, you know, this and that. And the same person, she's like, I'm a, you know, talking about I'm a boss bitch and all of this. And you're affected by what someone said to you. Oh, yeah. Twitter that yeah. makes you look so weak and yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. If you're a person that you've reached the apex of your life. Right? You're up here. You laser focus. Yeah. <laughs> that person's down there. Yeah. Don't acknowledge them. When you take 10 steps forward, you don't look back and see, oh, where are my steps at? Yeah. You create new footprints. You're not worried about those people down there. So that's why I've told myself this. This is a growing platform. Yeah. People are going to start talking mad shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to acknowledge them. Yeah, don't. <laughs> you can't. You can't, and he definitely ain't. Keith does not give a shit. I think that part, <laughs> I think that part of that insecurity comes from like some of that being true. Ooh. I feel like if you're if someone's lying on you, it doesn't really like you can just laugh it off. Like this is like completely false. Um, but if part of like some whatever rumor they're saying is like partly true, I feel like that may affect those people more. So that's driving Birdman to go on stage. Like people oh. people are talking about Birdman like. You're not paying your rappers, and you know you're you, you're doing this and you're doing that. You're a bad businessman, mm-hmm. and when he gets on the show, it's like that that emotion is coming from like you know the truth, the truth, yeah, the truth behind the, yeah. the matter. Or Nicki Minaj, for instance, people are calling her like you know they say she's an asshole and she's mm-hmm. like you know she's just a terrible person. And then, you know, she's combating that by being an asshole and a terrible person. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. That, yeah. hundred percent. That's crazy. That's just pretty much. I'm, I'm, look, I'm telling you that that's really who I am. Mm-hmm. That she's fighting it, but she, at the same time, she's showing you she is. Yeah. It's like, um, damn, I can't think of one. Like, uh, the only thing I, I think of, the only thing I can remember about is uh, like a picture of a guy holding like a host. And like, there's a guy down there, and it's just barely dripping. And he's telling the guy, "Hey, the water, the water is not. There's no water, but he's holding the hose with the with the. He's keeping he's, it. He's keeping oh, it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like the people are like that, man. Mm-hmm. They're like they're they're or the one where like the ladder, the guys in like in the, oh, hole, the hole, yeah, in the hole. He's like, you can tell, you can add, you can just imagine and come up with the story. That's how people are. Like, yeah, instead of helping you, they don't want to help. They, you. Yeah, they don't want. But that's what just comes down. I feel like. That's why you have to remember when it comes to people helping you, you have to remember you came in here by yourself. You got to look out for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this cool. People will help you out and all, but don't depend on nobody because it's just, that's a, the recipe for uh, disappointment. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny too? What people do indirectly 
is they love when people stroke that ego. Yeah. But whenever someone says anything contrary to what they think about themselves, that's when they go nuts. Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> that is very bad yeah. for you. Because when somebody's not kissing your ass, then you pay attention to them. It's, yeah. just like, it's just like somebody being a celebrity and everybody's like, oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, I love you. Oh, you're great. Oh, I love your music. Then there's a comment like, the album wasn't that great and, <laughs> and your ass looks horrible. You need to lose weight. And then they acknowledge that one comment. Yeah. Like, oh, you ain't nobody. You ain't this. You ain't that. Well, first of yeah. all, you should not make the assumption that someone's going to kiss your ass. This yeah. is not, that's not reality. I think I heard something like our brain is designed to, that's why it's so hard to like actually do positive and stay positive and stay upbeat. I don't know why, but I, I heard that we have more negative thoughts than positive thoughts. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because so, look at all the negative people around us. Yeah. I, I've came up with, the, this is something I've came up with, just pure assumption. I feel like 70% of the world are garbage. And that is that small 30%. <laughs> I'd say it's higher. <laughs> <laughs> Probably 85. Yeah. Probably 85%. Yeah. You, yeah. You, okay, check it out. You could go outside right now, drop your wallet on the ground. Somebody can see you drop it. They'll let you walk off and steal all your fucking money. Yeah. That's what you should expect from the world. Probably nine out of ten times. Yeah. There's only that few people. That's why when I see somebody's phone... I find them, return it to them. Yeah. When I feed somebody's license, I find them, return it to them. I want to be that 15%. Yeah. I don't want to be that motherfucker that's stealing your shit. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. not me. And I think what, this is weird, what, what changed the way I thought in that regard mm-hmm. a long time ago when I was struggling, right? Uh-huh. And this is like 2006. I had a part-time job at Sears mm-hmm. and I had to take the bus to work. And um, I lost my wallet on the city bus. That wallet's good as gone. That wallet's good as gone, right? It's gone. Nope. Girl I went to high school with. Awesome. Really nice person. She also worked in the mall. She took that bus. She seen my wallet and gave it back with all my money in it. It had my credit cards in it. It had my money in it. And I tried to give her money. And she's like, no, it ain't my money. It ain't my money. I said, here, I appreciate it. I got paid. And you can just take this money on my wallet. She's like, no, that ain't my money. That's yours. And she said, God bless you. You have a nice day. That changed me big time. Mm -hmm. So she was a part of that small percentage that had an impact on me. But I look at everyone else, and they just taking, 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 lying, um, gossiping, just everything counterproductive yeah. to life. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But uh, we actually need people like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, uh, it's unfortunate, but yeah, we okay, we we need people that cannot think. We 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 need those kind of people. Yeah, yeah. it's just like we need the people to think, like reason and shit. We also need the people like. I mean, I, I don't I, I don't want a single a single job out, but it's like people that. Are, just gonna do that job. Yeah. Just do that job. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, that's you know, true. That's true. Who else? If not him, who? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so somebody's gotta do it. So yeah. we need people to not be able to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because yeah. that small percentage of people that think outside the box are gonna see, like, I'm not that guy. Exactly. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that guy. You know, the one hitting his head over himself with a hammer, hitting himself over the head with a, uh, with a hammer, that ain't me. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know, this is one of those things. It's kind of like that idea that um, there has to be sadness in order to know what like yeah. being happy. A hundred percent, man. That goes, yeah, happiness, 
So it's like the the I think it's called the yin yang sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yin like, yang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, in order to have happiness, you have to know sadness. Mm-hmm. So it's it's balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of sound like Thanos when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's Ooh. the reason I, I the reason I know happiness is because I've been sad, you know. Yeah. So I've been through that experience, and I I know, damn, this feels good, and I know, yo, this doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. So it, they're both just as important. Very true. Yeah. That, there there has to be a balance. The only yeah. reason why you know you're hungry is because you have not eaten. Yeah, you've been an extended amount of time, no food. You need sustenance yeah. you know um that really makes a lot of sense yeah i mean I, i'm not saying i, I can't, i'm thinking about people that grew up like dirt poor mm. and like how their lives turns out and then like like rich people like they already have like a like literally like when they're born they have like a plan for them like what school they're gonna go to mm-hmm. what college yeah. what they're gonna do i mean growing up they're uh, dirt poor um, <laughs> damn, <laughs> poor. Uh, like our 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 mentality is not as as I, I guess aware. That's the right word. Yeah, because, aware of like, yeah. okay, man, yo, we we gotta get you out of the cycle. We don't want you to be another <laughs> another number at at the factory. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We we want yeah. you to go out there and like get an education or get, I mean, because I feel like. What I'm, what I mean by all this is like your upbringing and your surrounding and your 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 culture. That's what kind of it 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 models you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, it's not really. Oh, I almost feel like it's not your fault. Like it's not your fault. Like of course if you, it's not. It's not if you grew up. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, if you because the all the odds are against you, and it's like, and it can even be like. Like in your genes, like if, like if you're not, I mean, if you're not smart for whatever reason, it's, it, maybe it's not like a physical thing. It's like a psychological thing because mm-hmm. you're, I don't know, your grandpa was probably kind of slow and now he passed you down that gene and you can't read, write, or you're dyslexic or whatever the situation <laughs> is. I'm just saying to some degree, I feel like it's not your fault almost. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's correct. I think what it is. Is when you grow up, when you, we're talking referencing poor, because mm. I know about, I know a lot about that. Um, uh, <laughs> poor Eddie, <laughs> yeah, just call me poor Eddie. But um, I'm gonna change you, the name of the podcast. Oh, name, name the change the podcast. Poor Eddie and, and poor Eddie and Dirty Keith. <laughs> nah, man. Like when you grow up, you grow up with restricted information. Yeah, because. Your parents don't know it. They don't know Their it. parents don't, don't know, know it. it. Their exactly. parents don't know it. So now what's so happening, you, you're on your own. You figure it out. Yeah. And we talked about this. We yeah. had to access this information ourselves. And it could be something. It, it's, it's all the small shit. Uh, um, credit. Um, yeah. All kinds of Money. stuff. How Money. To, like how to, how to, not balance it, but how to like handle it. Exactly. You know? I, they, I never, I was never taught how to like handle money or, or how to like communicate with people or like just have people skills, anything. It was just yeah. like, all right, um, like my mom, she went to like third grade. My dad went to like eighth grade. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So. You, you, it's, yeah. and it, but you know what's funny about that is it has to be inside you to yeah. access this information. Because yeah. if it's not, you're going to stay in that cycle yeah. and you're not going to know it. And it's it's nothing they can do to get you to get that information because they're be going to think it's okay 
for you to not know that. They're going to figure, oh, he's okay. He's alive. Yeah, he's cool. But it's all about you. When yeah. you want to access that information, then you will seek it. Yeah. And then they're going to be like, how did he do that? Yeah. Well, um, I did something like get out of this house. Or, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's where it started. It, it's, it's almost like you grow up. People, don't, people that have it all, and mm-hmm. I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to be messed up or anything, they just, they'll never be able to comprehend it. Yeah, and that's why I feel like they get into drugs because it's so there's no nothing out there else to do. Do you know like you have all this money, bro, and it's like like if you want to eat all the time at a fancy, you probably do that. And it's like if you want to like buy a, a new car, you can do that or the new phone. And it's like, well, where's the challenge now? What yeah. nothing's challenged. So let me alter my life or look for something and they get I feel like that's why they get into like Drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's yeah. I would. You it's know like, what? That's definitely a good. Uh, that's a good way to look at it. Because you would uh, think, why would a person that has this every, do that? Yeah, right. It's like okay, well, you have everything. Why would you do that? But I guess, I guess it's kind of cliche. But money's not everything. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I want to go back to that point where you 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 brought up about like the the genetics, um, mm-hmm. uh, like stuff being passed down through generations, just through like a gene pool. Yeah. Um, that's probably it's really interesting. I'm sure like we can probably all go back to a uh, a person, a grandparent, a great great grandpa or something. You might have like a great great grandpa or something that was like into like really reading plays or into acting or <laughs> you know one, whatever yeah. the case may be. Because even like I, I talked to my grandma and she told me that because I used to go to architecture school before I went to film school, and um, she used to tell me all the time like yeah your uh, my my dad she was talking to her about her dad she was saying her dad used to um, really be a, like a really good draftsman and he would like design houses you know all across like the central valley and stuff like that and um like you know i had no idea about that before i even you know was interested in architecture and stuff and you know it just kind of like came full circle like oh so this is probably yeah. why <clears throat> you know what that means a lot more because when you have this person that you've seen you know you know, great 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 whatever and they were an architect right but then you have but then you have a long line of people um in your family that live in that bubble mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you achieve this you know you become an architect you can reference that person from centuries ago yeah. because why is it that you out of all the people in your family yeah. have chosen that you know and everybody else is just yes. like uh, yeah, I work at Walgreens. <laughs> yeah, you know? well, that's that almost. <laughs> that's why I was. That's why I was saying like I almost feel like it, it does really choose you because it, it's these. This is passed down. Like I can't. Like you know how they say how this is. Com- it's gonna be relatable. So I know I jumped from a subject, but like you know how <laughs> you know how they say like homosexuals are born like that. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're they're. They turn gay when they're like seventeen, and you know what? All of us, nah. Yeah. I really do believe. I do now. Yes, <laughs> I believe it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, bef- go ahead. What do you What do you mean? No, you, oh. you had the thought first. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm saying, it. I'm saying, like, it's not up to them. Yeah, they were just born that way. It's just like I'm attracted to a female. Mm-hmm. He's attracted to a male. It, it it was just somewhere down the line, someone was probably attracted to men, and it passed that gene. And it's not like one day he's like having cornflakes and he's like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta be cornflakes. Yeah, I, I don't know. And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna swing the other way. I, I don't feel like like it's that way. It's like, yo, man, this this guy was like that. And you can tell too growing up, right? Oh, yeah, when you're you like, see some friends yeah, that was, like, they was this, different. It was different. And you're like, what's okay? 
Oh, we playing with G.I. Joe's and you playing with Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and he can't even probably explain it. Why are you wearing that pink <laughs> shirt, bro? You know? <laughs> you, you know what, dude? This is a great point. I had a conversation. This is probably about five, six years ago with a coworker. I was like, no, nah, you know, um, uh, homosexual or gay people, they chose to be gay. Yeah. And that's what that was my argument back then, right? And it's like my brain hadn't fully developed yet. Mm-hmm. And looking at it now, you know because you have a cousin you have a friend, you have somebody you know that when they were as small as you can remember them, they were always different. Yeah. So that proves your point. Yeah. And yeah. I do believe people are born gay. 100%. You know, so I'm not going to be like, oh my God, what are they doing? I don't care yeah. what people, they're different, just like we're different. We like women. Exactly. Like some guy might be into heavy set women. Some dude might be, might be into like skinny girls or... Or even like when I said that white guy might be attracted, that's not he's not probably making a conscious choice. It's Thank like, you. He's already like, yo, I'm into white women. That's yeah. it. That's it. There's no like, oh dude, I watched I watch a movie with Pamela Anderson and now all of a sudden, <laughs> like I don't feel <laughs> like this. <laughs> I just feel like it's like a natural yeah. thing, like when when you like something, you just like something. You can't really explain it. I mean, like if if you're talking about food, I guess you could. It's like, oh, you like Big Macs or whatever. Why? Why? Why do you like it? It's because it's us or whatever. Big Macs is like code for big women. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, that Mac sauce. I think think a lot of the people that think that way, like that think that, um, oh, they made a choice, are people that aren't really like um, closely connected with people that are gay. So um, a lot of those people, or like they're connected with people that like, just based on percentages, like somebody around you is probably going to be gay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those pro- people probably haven't came out yet. Because I've seen people arguing online and they were talking about how, like, oh, if my son was gay and he came out of uh, he came out on me and, like, I would just, you know, I would try to get it out of him somehow. Right, I heard that. I would try to fix them. Yeah. yeah. Like, what yeah. you going to fix? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if it's, like, the cousin that you grew up with or, like, whatever the case may be, and he comes out when he's 18, and, like, how are you going to act then? Then you'll be, like, more understanding. Like, that's kind of what happened for me. Like, you know, growing up, you like, you know, you're playing football and you're playing sports and stuff like that. So, you know, who, if there are gay people, they probably haven't came out. You Definitely. know what I mean? Or, like, just no. my general friends, like, we don't, I don't really hang around them. And then, like, I got, like, closely connected with my cousin, like, when I was, like, 22, 23 years old. And uh, and just like being around him, kind of like opened up my eyes. Like, oh, this is just this is just kind of how they are. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing wrong with that. And it's, yeah. they're normal people, you yeah. know. And I, mean? I also feel like because growing up, we like growing up, like if you're like in the hood or whatever, like if you're gay, it's it's also it's it's almost like a bad thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yo, what so and so is gay? It's like, yeah. so it, it kind of <laughs> throws shade on them, yeah. and that and now it turns into like, <clears throat> like he that person is bad. Yeah, but in, re- in reality. He's just like you and I. Yeah. It's not, there's nothing wrong with him. It's just he he prefers man. That's I, it. I think the language you use, too, like that we, we, we use hate speech and don't realize it. Like, we'll be like, oh, that's gay, bro. Like, mm-hmm. we turn that into the word gay right. into something yeah. bad. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, what? Or even certain things that we, we just nonchalantly say it. Like, I heard somebody saying, oh, I got a car, man, and I got raped on the price. Why would you ever compare a car mm-hmm. to rape? Like, that's just not cool. Yeah. And we have an undershirt that it's a tank top. We call it a wife beater, mm-hmm. nonchalantly. Like, yeah. no, bro, it's a fucking tank top. 
you shouldn't beat yeah. your wife in this shirt. Like, <laughs> don't no. What about what about the word pause? Like that's extremely said, homophobic. Pause. <laughs> when people say okay, people say pause when they're about when when it's something that could be, um, it could be. Uh, Whenever something could possibly be seen as gay, mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I love those hot dogs. They're good. And they'd be like, oh, pause. It's yeah. basically like, or like saying no homo. Oh, yeah. okay. It's like a real man don't got to say no homo. You don't want to be looked at as gay, so you say pause. That's the most oh, wow. ridiculous. I, yeah. I hadn't heard that one. It's I'm more so like. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's more like a, I think it's more of an East Coast thing. Like, we don't say it too much in, in California and on the West Coast, but. It's definitely like if you watch. I, I can't uh, even imagine. I'm sorry. I I can't even imagine somebody saying something. Gay. Pause. <laughs> what the hell? You throw someone out. Pause. What do you mean? Shut your ass. So what are you talking about? Pause. Yeah. This ain't no video game. This ain't no yeah, video. Exactly. Right? What are you talking about? We're not bro? watching the movies. Exactly. Hey, hey, this was funny. They talked about this on the podcast the other day. It was on uh, Brilliant Idiots. They said if you think something is gay and you say pause, that means you want to see it. Yeah, like he said, he said that's he, like the opposite of the what you're trying to say. It's yeah. like, pause, elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> like, he said we'll change it to fast forward. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> instead of pause, fast pause, forward. Pause, yeah, tell me all the deets, man. Yeah, tell me everything about this. This guy. Uh, this gay funny. interaction going on. Yeah. <laughs> what? And it, it sounds so stupid it does when you sound really stupid. think about it. Yeah. Pause. It's like, um, yeah, I was coming in through the back door. Pause. Or it's ah. like it's like just the most ridiculous thing. I think that what happens when you do things like that is you have, for some reason, you have too much of your mind on homosexuals. If you're if you're a heterosexual man, man, mm-hmm. why are your thoughts always with something that is opposite of you? Mm-hmm. I find that extremely questionable, and I'm not trying to say that you're you know the person doing this is is gay, but let them live their life, man. Let them live their life. You don't yeah. gotta. You don't have to like work that hard to say I'm not a part of that group. Yeah, yeah. just be a man and live your life. I think I, I think I some of it has to. Be, do with like the, the the media though no like all this sex on we we see so much sex online it's like it's like messing with our mind like sex 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 it's like you, you, yeah. you just get online that, and that it's affected like crazy me. that affected me right there. yeah yeah that affected that, that affected me right there we got to use that as the headline we got to use that as the title for this one here and we got to say it four times no but you don't think so like how we're almost like like I remember in the nineties. Like it was, it was boobs. Like Pamela Anderson was out with the boobs and stuff. You know, it was all, yeah. it was like a boob. You era. love Pamela Anderson, by the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but this time is relatable to what I'm saying. And then, and then, it kind of uh, slowly was turning in the, in the 2000s. It was about like when J Lo came around and oh, came yeah. and they went from like booties, boobs huh? to ass. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's it like it has to do with the the well, media. Just what's, kinda... what's next, man? Big girls. Belly buttons. I mean, I know in the twenties it was like a thing to be. Hey, girls. I ain't gonna lie. It's some because it, it shows you have like you're wealthy, like you're you're eating. Oh, more is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. So now you see again that shifted too. It went from like beggars to skinny, and now it went to from skinny to boobs to like ass. Hey, that's a so, great observation because for the yeah. longest time, skinny girls, I guess it was in, and then bigger women came on. And and now it's like there's there's skinny shaming. Yeah. Where you don't need a skinny bitch, get you a big girl that yeah. could please you. The BBWs <laughs> is in now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's a great point. I never thought of that. 
This shit is like this shit is always progressing into something else. And then it comes full circle. What's what's next? Yeah. Fucking aliens? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's coming. It's coming. It's where you got um, you put these goggles on, uh-huh. and uh, have you guys heard about it? Like you put these goggles, the virtual and, reality. Stuff? Yeah, virtual reality, yeah. and like the girls there with you, and like it's it's like it's simulating sex, and it's crazy. Wow, that's 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 probably what's coming next, bro. Yeah, you're gonna be coming, all right? Yeah, you're gonna be coming. <laughs> Pause. Yeah. Pause. 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 Let me think about that. I, don't, I mean, I don't see how they're gonna pull that off. The, oh, the, it's already happening. Well, they, the, the virtual uh, virtual reality thing. Yeah. Well, they're watching it, but I don't know how they're gonna like make that into a whole personal experience where like you're actually doing stuff. Well, they have a, a like a, a, a like doll? a doll or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow! It's getting intense, or it, like bro. it's just something that kind of wraps around your pelvis area, and then it just it wow, does it while you're probably watching the girl, right? Yeah, yeah, bro. It's, wow. And our minds probably our minds don't know the difference. Like if it's somewhere, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to the, do that. Uh, motion. <laughs> <laughs> I know they can't see us, but I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but think about it. If it's somewhere, like it doesn't know yeah. the difference. It's just, it just, yeah. <laughs> that is that is yeah. wow. Dang. You know what? I, I, what if we get a sponsor from a virtual reality like adult? I, I, I think the the crazy thing about that is if we got a sponsor from a virtual reality like adult thing, like we would have to use it or we couldn't sponsor it. Like we have to stand behind the product. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All so, right, guys. And, and use it. All right, guys. I'm pause. <laughs> oh man. Uh, we'll yeah. take a break from the podcast. I'll be back in thirty minutes. Uh, two days later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. We, we went off on a tangent there, but you know what? This is roll with it. That was an hour-long tangent. This is roll crazy. with it, man. Yeah, yeah it really Just was. Like, that's how like life is. I feel like people try to box it. Yeah. You know, try to like micro micromanage it. Yeah. And then, and then they get so disappointed, bro, because like it doesn't turn... Like life is going to do... And it's gonna do and go whatever direction it want it wants to go. Like, That's just, very true. Just, just be part of it, man. Just mm-hmm. shut up. You, you, yeah. you should be you should be thankful that like, you you can get up and like brush your teeth and mm-hmm. you know and, what? Like, just That's a very good point. We're gonna just hop. hop. Uh, we're gonna hop over to something we hop. talked about. We talked about earlier. Oh yeah. Um. Life and death. Yeah. Life and death. I'm still <clears> trying to wrap my head around that. How. How we're here, and that, and then we're not here. Is it is this one a dream or the next one a dream or which one's a dream or which one's reality? Yeah. Is it so crazy? Like, have you, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, I mean, technically, you you personally don't know that you 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 pass if you go to if you die on your sleep. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, you don't know. You don't if you go to sleep and you never wake up. You probably thought you went to sleep and that's it. Or maybe you do. I don't know. It's, it's life and death. It is weird. That's, that's definitely weird. A, that's a different that's concept. The strangest concept. I need to ask a dead person. Like, someone said. <laughs> someone you? said it's the human curse, like to be to to you know basically be born because you're going to die. Right. Not in a curse, like you know, like in uh, like a spiritual sense, but just like this idea really? that it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah it's really Your shit's going to run out. You don't know when. Yeah. 
It's just like when you're playing Mario and you and you got two lives left and you're like, shit, I should have not jumped in that tunnel. <laughs> and then you got one life left and you're like, all right, Mario, let's do this. And then you fucking die. You're like, yeah. damn, man. Start all the way over. I, I know yeah. that's a horrible analogy for life, but <laughs> just be Mario the best way you can. Yeah, be the best version of yourself. Yeah. While you can. Um I think it I think that um the we talked about it before like this death is like so far we don't think about it i don't think you should think about it enough i think you should think positive thoughts but th- somewhere in the back of your mind like death should like push you to do more things yeah. it should push you to like you know want to drop more podcasts or it should push you to want to go on more casting calls or yeah. you know whatever the case may be because you don't really know you know when when your time is up and right. it could be from anything you can just walk outside or Get hit by a car, or you can get some freaking terminal sickness that's tomorrow, gotta, and you never, you like, you never know. That's gotta suck. I mean, I don't mean to stop your thought, mm-hmm. but getting hit by a bus it has to be the worst fucking way to go out. Like, damn, a damn. a bus. Mm-hmm. Like, you still might feel it a little bit. Yeah, you know. And and you mean feeling the after death? No, oh, what do you mean still like when you're dying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get yeah. hit by a car or a bus. That's a horrible way to go yeah. out. Have you ever got hit like really hard during football practice? Yeah. Or something? And you'd be like, bruh. I wonder what a bus feels like. That got to be crazy. Damn. And then you think to yourself, like, a person that go- passes on from dying like that, they have to be thinking, like, motherfucker, you didn't see me? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's, yeah, that's sad. Yeah, you know what? We also touched on this. Um, I lost a good friend of mine. Um, really great guy. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, rest in peace, Randy. Um, but I will say this: I think he'll be celebrated more for how he lived. You know how a lot of times people pass away, mm-hmm. and they say a bunch of over dramatized bullshit after they pass away, like, yeah. "Oh, um, oh, he was a great guy. He's a good person," and they actually were a piece of shit. <laughs> Randy was actually a great guy. Mm-hmm. Funny. Always making you laugh, great father, just awesome person. And he passes away. And ever since he passed, How old was he? he was he's my age. He's only oh, 33. Man. So he was my peer. But in some ways, I looked up to him because I loved the way he loved his wife and his mm-hmm. family and, his, and just how he was as a person. And I've been thinking about him every day. Man, ain't that crazy? And it's, it's certain people that have that impact on you. Certain people pass away and you're like... Um, you know, I pray for the family. And then you go on with your life. Right. But with this guy, every day at, when I'm either at work or I'm, I'm offloading gas, I'm just thinking about like, man. And then I'll be go, heading home and I think about Randy like, man. And what that has done is it's propelled me to live more. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's like you dedicate a piece of yourself to living yeah. more because somebody passed away. And didn't have the opportunity to still be here. And you know they were living their best life. Yeah. So if you still got work, you better fucking, you better get to it. Yeah. Just to kind of piggyback on what Keith said about, mm-hmm. like, remembering that you're going to die. Yeah. I think I think that concept is very strong, dude. Yeah. It's like, we, we're going to die. Why not? Do it. Yeah. You ain't got nothing. You, you already lost. You're you're literally a walking dead person. It's just a matter of time. So you have nothing else to lose. Yeah, that's very true. So, but you know what? Just like you said, you said you're a walking dead person. 
Some people are literally dead their whole already. life. Already, <laughs> already, right? They're, they're not. They're not exercising any of their potential. They're yeah, just a you're person. Right. You're right. They're sitting back. And there's somebody that is right. They they have paintings in their room. They're great artists, but they've not not once have they tried to seek anyone to put these paintings in mm-hmm. in uh, on display. They just yeah. stay in their room. They're too afraid. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> what a waste of time. What a waste of time. And you brought this up on one of the podcasts. That the most ideas you will ever see is in a graveyard. graveyard. All the people that all these ideas and all these things they wanted to do. And I wanted to be in the NFL. I wanted to be in the NBA. I wanted to be an artist. But I'm dead now. Now I can't show anybody what I'm about. And the funny thing is, is anybody listening to this podcast, if you have an artistic side or something you want to do, fucking do Do it. it. Yeah, just do it. Do it. Do it. You're going to (laughs) die. Yep. Damn, it sounds crazy. It, it sounds crazy. It's the fucking truth, though. It's the truth. Yeah. But some people... Are, I feel like we don't talk about death a lot because it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. So we kind of, like, suppress that. Or like, nah, let's not talk about that. But I think if you do talk about it, it kind of gives you perspective and be like, okay, man, like, yo, we're going we gonna to go out. We might as well try this. We're going to go out one day. One thing Kanye West said that um, before he was going crazy... <laughs> <laughs> His, he talked about this idea that um, the like the only part of death that he fears is that um, he dies before he gets all of his ideas out. And oh, I was like, damn. damn, that's crazy. Damn. Yeah. So you know he's in the mission. Yeah. 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 He's going to be saying a lot of crazy yeah, shit yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> Black people are aliens. <laughs> See, y'all don't understand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am a god. He'd be like, what the? He's serious, huh? Yeah. I am the a Shakespeare of my time. That interview he did with Sway, oh, man, I still watch that. Uh, did you guys see that? Yeah. yeah. I still watch that to, to, to this day, man. Oh, me my out. God. He's a, he's a trip, man. I am. He says, uh, I, he's a Shakespeare. Come Walt on. Disney. Walt Disney. Yeah. Sony. <laughs> Steve Jobs. Jesus Christ. You're like, what? Steve Jobs rolling his grave like, don't be bringing me up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You know the scariest? You know what's scarier than death? That. Not living. Oh yeah, that's the scariest fucking thing ever. Cause mm-hmm. death is certain. We know we're gonna die. That's why right. we're afraid to talk about it. Right. But we're more afraid not we to know live. The outcome, huh? Yeah, we know the outcome. Yeah. We dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like we're not living. We're not living. It's it's terrible. What do you feel like doing right now? I just feel like doing something out of the norm. Cause you said we're not living. Like maybe you know what I mean. Like maybe I can push myself to do this right now. I just thought about that. Go skydiving. <laughs> Yeah, we're not living, man. We yeah. got to go out there and, like, just take it. It's yeah. there. Well, you can live, right? Mm-hmm. Here's my theory. You can live without trying to kill yourself. Because you jump out of a plane, you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Hey, nothing wrong. It's, it's supposed to be safe, right? Yeah. yeah. They got professionals that strap themselves to you and everything. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, that'd be a challenge. Yeah. I think for, for for the most people, just the simplest thing is like just seeing the world. There's people literally that live in Bakersfield that never been out. That grew up in this like was born in a certain house and they've like never left Bakersfield. They may have went to LA, they may have, you know, they may have went to Fresno, but they haven't even stepped, you know, crossed the state line. Man. Ain't 
that crazy how we're just like doing this right now and there's like something going on in India or China? Mm-hmm. It's like I I think that's for me is mind boggling. I'm like dang, it's it's harder for me to understand. I mean obviously they exist, but it's just like they're they're doing something too. Just at the exact same moment we're doing something, mm-hmm. but they're on the other side of the planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like dang. Can, but I guess now ain't that crazy that like, like a thousand years like if you told someone hey you can get on this device and you can you can be in America and then you can talk to somebody in China via phone and see their picture like they'll probably think you're they'll probably uh, hung you hung you because you'd be like this guy's a witch <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah, if you yeah. told them like stuff like that they were like nah this guy's making up stuff what was the the guy they could see into the future Nostradamus Nostradamus mm-hmm. so Negro Damus yeah <laughs> <laughs> Tyrone Damas. <laughs> no, but I guess he, I need to look more into what he was doing, but he mentioned a lot yeah, of Yeah, he was predicting a lot of things yeah. that came into fruition. So yeah, it's crazy. It's like, damn. Airplane. But I feel like some of it, some of it, it's like somehow like some people are speculating how the world's going. Like they can, they can tell like, oh, maybe 10 years from now we'll have like yeah. boards or, and they, they might sound crazy now, but the, the, just the technology is not up as advanced. Like we can do some of the like, like movies. Mo- that's what I was. Th- I was gonna say Avatar. Like that movie mm-hmm. was like already in plan ten years before, but the te- the technology wasn't as advanced to do the movie, so they had exactly. to wait to technology to catch up. Sort of like Steve Jobs when he was doing like the Apple. Yeah. Like he he his thing was like, yo, this is right. It's just not the right timing. Mm-hmm. The technology hasn't caught up to where the to him because really it was him the one he was already like here, but everybody was here. We couldn't. Yeah. We couldn't meet up because he's too advanced. You know what? There, there's very few forward, very few forward-thinking people that push society forward. Oh, 100%. Very few. And I think we're starting to have less and less of those people. Yeah, and I think I, so I think because we're, we're letting a lot of things do the thinking for us. Yeah. You know, you're not going to have apples and other companies like that pop up because you got motherfuckers playing Fortnite all yeah. goddamn day, you yeah. know? So it's like, Dang. man, it's sad. There, yeah. there's, there's, there's people right now that they're having their ideas suppressed by people that don't have any fucking ideas, too. That's what really bothers me. Yeah. It's the same motherfucker yeah. that has nothing going on will try to suppress your thought because it's like, that is, that's not real. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't have it in here in your heart to keep pushing forward, then you're going to give up. And you just gave up on something that could have made society way better. Just like Edison. I was thinking of that when you were saying that because... Like, light's only been existing for, like, a hundred years or something like that. And, like, we've been around for, like, thousands and thousands. How are they... We can't probably... can't. We don't probably even think about it. We just kind of just turn the switch and we expect the light to yeah. turn on. Mm-hmm. But, like, back a thousand years ago, like, these guys, if you told them, hey, there's going to be, like, a switch... Like, we have advanced... So, so advanced... That's crazy. Like, I can only imagine, like, 80 years from now. What the what, new what the new light thing, bulb is like? Right? What the new light? It's like I think it was like, like the light bulb. It, it was like a revolution, and like I think even in the eighties, like the internet when it first started, it was like a, the second. They called it like a second bubble mm-hmm. when it came to like the internet uh, changing the world. The internet really, really, really. It, well, it came on in, in the late eighties, but it really hit in like ninety four, yeah. like ninety three, ninety four is when people were like people are really using this shit. Yep, yep. You know, that's back when they had that. Oh yeah, the fucking dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the sad part is there's like, there's always somebody combating this idea. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like whatever it is, like no one's gonna want. Yeah. Everyone's lighting matches or yeah. whatever the case. No one's gonna want a light bulb in the house mm-hmm. or no one's gonna use the internet. True. That's True. stupid. 
or no one's going to stream music. Like, why would you do that? And then now, like, it just happens. Yeah. It's almost making, like, having a CD player in your car, like, obsolete. Think about it. Yeah. At one time, there was 8-track, right? Mm-hmm. Then after 8-track, we said, no, no, we could, condense the, we could condense the tape. Let's put in a cassette tape. Then the cassette tape became obsolete. They said, we got yeah. CDs now. Mm-hmm. Now we've yeah, gotten yeah. to the point where we're streaming it, everything, and it's coming from an iPod, right? Yeah. Then we went to, it's just crazy. We're just eclipsing everything. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Where are we going to hit a point where it just, like, slows down? No, not slows down, but, like, where is it going to stop? Yeah. I, I, what I mean by that is, like, are we going to get so advanced that we're going to co-create, like, we're going to create ourselves? Do you know what I mean by that? Like, like a, sort of like a robot, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to be creating humans because we're getting so advanced. When it comes to technology, hmm. like we already have phones that kind of think for us, you know, we don't even, we don't have to even finish the sentence. They already know, or they're already like wiring us. You know, it's going to trip me out if I start scrolling through Instagram after we leave here and it's like some virtual reality sex <laughs> thing. I would be so mad. Oh, man. <laughs> and we thought about it first, man. Sponsor us. Man. Damn. That, yeah. That's. Yeah, man. I, I just think some of this shit is, some of this shit is too reliant. We're, we're, we're relying too much on technology as well. Mm-hmm. When you take too much of the human aspect away, yeah. then that, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody tells you like, we lost all your information. Like, we don't know who you are. You're John Doe. You don't have a social right. security number. You don't have shit. I'll just be like, wait, what? If you, I mean, because you think about it. A lot of the, a lot of knowing who we were was based on a filing cabinet. That's what I was just thinking as you were saying that. What if, like, if there was a glitch and we lost everything? everything. Like, how do we know who you are? That's why that the, they have those. That's why, um, like, the cybersecurity is such a big business because yeah, there's somebody like sitting, you know, in a dark room somewhere, just like hacking away, trying to like get into government information and like mm. just trying to ruin people's lives. Damn. Yeah. Or like the Terminator. Mm-hmm. It's, the Terminator's coming. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what he, I don't know what he gonna do. <laughs> he ain't fucking with me. I'm like, look, man, I don't got what you need here. Black Lives Matter, Terminator. <laughs> oh man. That's yeah, a trip. Man. That's a trip. It's coming. You know what? Um we got into that. Uh, yeah, we just talked about it. We, we went off on a tangent there, but we, we, we touched hey, a lot of this. Huh? Oh, yes. Which one? Laws of attraction. Oh. It's weird. Okay, here's the thing. I feel like if, if you are truly, like, genuinely um, passionate about something and how your brain is moving and the direction you're going you're going to end up in a place where you're supposed to be. You may have not thought about choosing this, mm. but it kind of chose you in a way. Right. Okay, for example, um, Caesar's an actor. All right, me, I'm just a truck driver, but... Happen more to, than that, but... Yeah, yeah, but I happen to have a podcast now, and, and I'm extremely um, passionate about what I do. Keith is a... Uh, 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 has a degree in <laughs> has a degree in film and animation. Yeah, correct. Mm. So it's like you got three random people 
well, not random. I've known Keith Moses all his life, and I've known Caesar. But just because we're from the same city and know each other doesn't mean that we're, we're we were destined to be at his apartment doing a podcast with him on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, me and Keith only about about two weeks ago we ended up going to casino out on the moor, and guess who we bump into? Yeah. Caesar. Out of all people, yeah. out of all times, we bump into Caesar, mm-hmm. and that kind of is why we're here at his yeah. place. But not only that. But it's based on what I have seen, the growth I've seen in Caesar and where his life is going. I kind of think when your life is going not in the exact same direction, but when you have the same energy amongst people, you kind of are drawn together yeah. in a way. That's what I was, yeah. If that makes sense. But I what yeah. I when I what I want to add to that, I feel like we're just waves of energy. So like I'm in a certain wave and you're in a certain way. And then we kind of just collide at the exact same moment. And now we're, that's why we're here. I, I, before, let's just say you had the podcast going on, but like you didn't see my personality personality as the type of person that could be on the, type, on the podcast because you're like, oh, no, that doesn't work with me. But then a year goes by and then I change it. I change the station and now I'm up to, the, to your level. And I think now it works. So I think that the energies kind of have to be coincide with each other mm-hmm. to kind of bring people together as well. That makes like sense. Like their energy's got to be compatible. That makes sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, something yeah. to that. It's just like you just have to like keep your head down and just keep moving forward. And things, it's, it's, it's almost like things are going to start surprising you, like whatever you're doing, whatever, whatever the case may be. If you're mm-hmm. a musician, if you're an actor, if you're, you know, you're on a podcast... If you're a filmmaker, whatever the case may be, if you're if you're a filmmaker and you're constantly making short films, like every weekend you're gathering up like a group of actors and you're just like, hey man, let's let's just go shoot something. And you're so passionate about it, and you're doing it so often. All of a sudden, like some random producer from Hollywood is going to come across your content and he's going to yeah. like send you a direct yeah. message and it's like, oh dude, yeah. you're really talented. Like you know, we'd love to sit down and have lunch with you or whatever the case yeah. may be. Like that's just how it happens. It's so like it's just you don't know when it's going to happen. It happens randomly and you know, but that's just the law of attraction. That's just yeah. kind of how it works. It's not really like a thing you can kind of explain. It just happens and you're just like, oh okay, this is what it is. Like it's more of a feeling than you know something than you could like really elaborate on. But you consciously have to get into that level where it's like, yo, I'm going to create content mm-hmm. and see where that takes me or what that attracts. Mm-hmm. You have to take that initiative and be like, yo, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't know. I'm sure you probably didn't do the podcast and, and like, thinking, oh, I'm going to have, I'm going to use myself, Cesar Hernandez. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like I, I kind of came into it. That's, yeah, that's you know very I mean? true. That's so very it's like, true, actually. Like, you did it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna sort of have how they say built it and they'll come. Yeah, yeah. So you it's go. sort of like the same concept. Like you, you created something and now you attract me to it, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh point. shit, he actually, you made something happen, and now because you made something happen and I made something happen, and now we're making it like we're making we're making something happen together. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So, yeah. Pause. <laughs> I see where you're going. I saw, I saw, I saw where you're going. Okay, yeah. Woo! Oh, oh my 
about something different. They're like, <laughs> they, they completely like extinguished Caesar's point. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I was talking about something completely different, and then you said pause, and I just slapped oh, right onto it. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a dope concept, though. Like, Definitely. You know, you just just it's just like this weird like web of like things just happening, and then like people just kind of run yeah. into each other. I think with us, we were like, we were definitely talking like maybe like two months in, like you know, we should start having guests on the podcast, and we were running through like people that we know or people that we thought could be on the the, the podcast, and a lot of them were. Um, I guess people like people locally in Bakersfield with a little bit more notoriety than us, and mm-hmm. or even you. Like no slight to you, but like they may have like a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube or whatever the case may be. And then we're just talking on the phone, and I was like, why? Like, why are we trying to like reach these people when we can just have like genuinely great conversations with yeah. people we're like actually friends with? Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, we and you can relate. Go, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We don't have to go chasing like the celebrity when yeah. a podcast is just about like a com- having a good a conversation. Good conversation. That's yeah. what I was saying <clears throat> off the off the podcast. Like if we can get the essence of like, yo, we're just actually connecting from human to human mm-hmm. and we're understanding each other and we're just having a good conversation. That works. I think I think that hundred percent works. Mm-hmm. At that point the the topic doesn't even matter. We can talk about anything, and as long as we're both understanding each other and we're just communicating and, and connecting, I think that's what the only thing that really matters. Mm-hmm. I, I I just thought about why, uh, like, I introduced myself, but like, I guess it's my ego now trying to speak of what I've done. I don't know why I thought about this right now. <laughs> like, I, I, I want to let you guys know what I've done. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Go for it, man. Go for it, dude. Yeah. No, you know, um, well, I moved out here. About 10 years ago, um, I can't pinpoint one thing where I was like, okay, this this is it. I'm, I'm going to go. Actually, I actually I can. I remember I was living with my brother and my cousin, and um, I had a part-time job, and we were pretty much drinking every day, and I had a part-time job working at, at in the evening at Lowe's. I was working like from 6 to like 10 or something like that, so I can get drunk, and then the next day... It w- I'd be good to go to work because it was so late, so I had plenty mm. of time to recover. And then this went on for about six months, and I always wanted to be an actor. In the back of my mind, I always wanted to come to L.A., and I remember one time coming when I was about 18, and I, it's it's weird because it, this is sort of like in the movies, but I, I were coming down L.A., especially the 110, when you look at, you can look at the buildings and say, yeah. I, I told myself, hey, one day I'm going to live here, and I feel like that was very powerful to tell myself that like I was going to actually do it. Like I, mm-hmm. I was young. I didn't understand. I, I didn't understand... And I didn't understand how I was going to do it. It's mm-hmm. just like, yo, I got to get out here. Like, I didn't have a plan. And I'm glad I didn't because I, if I would have known, like, yo, this is going to happen, this, I would not have done it. And I think that's also with, about life, how, why it's so beautiful because we don't know. It's a journey. We don't know. It's a surprise. And like, But if we ruin the surprise, then then you're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do that. Oh, I don't want to mm-hmm. go through that. And mm-hmm. then it's kind of, anyways, I'm going a different oh, direction. Man. Continue, continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Continue. So, um, uh, Wait, what was I saying? <laughs> about, about you working at Lowe's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I was working there, and it, it was like, damn, I always wanted to move out here, but I was like, oh, I had a girlfriend at the time for a long time. So it was like, I, I was going to BC, mm-hmm. and I, I had a girlfriend for a long time, like five years, ever since like freshman year, and I had a part-time job. So then I got, I dropped out of BC. 
I broke up with my one second. BC yeah. BC is oh. like Bakersfield College. Oh, yeah, just because yeah. you know some yeah, people yeah. don't aren't from Bakersfield. But go ahead. So I I dropped out of Bakersfield College, and then I, I was with my girl, my ex girl, for about five years. Then we broke up, and I had a part time job, and I was just pretty much just drinking, not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what clicked on me, and I was like, Yo, this is I don't have anything going for me. This is before I would put excuses like, Oh, I'm going to school, or I, I can't leave my girl out here, or like I got a job, and then it was just like the perfect storm to like do it like I got up one day I remember I got up and there was like an ad and they were looking for actors in in Bakersfield and I called I called and uh damn I'm getting chills thinking about it (laughs) I called I called her and she said oh we don't there's no really work for actors out here if you really want to and I knew this she was like if you really want to do it you have to move to Los Angeles and I was like damn okay thank you I hung up Mm -hmm. I put him that same day I told my parents I put it in my two weeks, and people were laughing, talking about, yeah, when I was telling people. I'm so glad that I, I felt like I wasn't aware. If I was aware, like, oh, man, you're not going to make it. You're not going to do nothing. I would I uh, not take that leap of faith and do it. I just It was sort of like my higher self was telling me, yo, you got to do this. Like, you got to go. It's, your time is up. Literally, your time has come up at Bakersfield. Like, that's, you're, that's as far as you were supposed to be here. So I, I put in my two weeks, and... Um, I told my parents, and they weren't supportive at first because it's like, damn, you don't know anybody. It's a big city. You're 18 or whatever. Uh, I wasn't 18. I was 21, I think, at the time. Mm-hmm. But still, I'd never been out of Bakersfield longer than like two days. So it was going to be a big step. And um, I did it. I, I, I put my two weeks. I did that, and I left. And and um, I, I'm so glad I did because I grew. I came out here looking for a dream, but I feel like, I, I don't want to say I found myself, but I just, I just, the experience was like, it's worth it. It was just, just moving out here for the experience is worth just moving out here. Whether I succeed at where I want to get to, that's, that's cool if I get there. But just like m- my story, no one can take that away from me. Like my story can be erased and said, oh, uh, actually go back in this chapter. This is not what happened. We're going to do this. But that's that's my story. I, I I'll hold on to that forever. Like that, nobody can take that away from me. As opposed to like somebody that doesn't have the boss to get up and be like, "Yo, I'm gonna go follow my dream." That's whack. But me, I, that's my story. That can't be taken away from me. So I thought that was like, that was that was a pivotal moment where I was like, "Okay, cool. It, it's it's uh, it's time." That's true. But, yeah, but uh, yeah. It's time. It's like it's it's like it's a moment where your heart and mind connect. Yeah. Like you know what? As much as you try to talk yourself out of making this move, you know. Yeah, you know that you're gonna be stagnant. You're not gonna have anything going for you if you stick there. Another thing too, you moving out here with an objective was more important than just moving out. You know what's funny? Have you ever seen somebody from especially from Bakersfield? They'll be like, it's lame here, and they move and they come right back. (laughs) It's because they have nothing to offer the city that they're going to. Okay, and they have nothing to offer themselves or anyone else. Mm-hmm. But when you move somewhere with an objective, you have more than just yeah. "oh, I moved." I moved. No, no, no. You, I got something. I got something. I got something you need, or not necessarily need, because it sounds like ego. Like you need me, but I got something to offer. There you, you go. You know what I mean? There you go. It's like I got something to offer that, like, it's, I'm not just. I don't know. I don't want to talk about like. But yeah, I just got something to offer. You know what I mean? I'm not just like oh, here, like oh here, I'm here, guys. <laughs> I showed up. Where's that? Where's my outfit? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. It's not like that. What What yeah. is it? What is like? Um, 
I would say like a day in the life, but what is like the process that you go through as an actor as far as like, you yeah. know, doing auditions and yeah. stuff? Could you just kind of talk about That's that? That's good because I, I usually, I feel like I've been close about the behind the scenes. At first I would just post about like, yo, I just booked this commercial. Yo, I'm going to be on, on, on Comedy Central. I'm going to be on Netflix. But there, literally, there's so much fucking work that goes into it that I don't, I should probably because it shows a different perspective, like the hustle and the struggle yeah. and the, like the. Hence my I, I created a web series called the Beautiful Struggle because it really mm-hmm. is like a beautiful struggle. There's a lot of pain and tears and blood and and suffering that goes into like being on on the screen, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, even the sacrifice of like, I grew up with my family, you know, like my. My, my my parents and my brothers and like I know Baker's just two hours but sometimes you know life just happens you can't just be like oh I also gotta make a living out here you know so I can't just be like yo I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Baker's for every weekend I mean it can get it can get complicated just 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 me as an, as a human just growing and like meeting certain people or like getting being obligated to certain things I can't just kind of boom get out so that that also and especially in the beginning it took a toll on me um like leaving my family because I grew up with them, you know. Mm-hmm. I got four brothers, one sister, my parents, and and especially my mom always doing all my meals and laundry and cleaning. That that was like that was probably one of the toughest things, kind of letting go, be like, oh damn, like it's time to grow. Like I had to not be a kid no more, and like actual real responsibilities. Like damn, like if I don't pay this rent, like my mom, this ain't my mom's house. Like I, I'm gonna get evicted. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta go out there and make it happen. Yeah, and. But it's a struggle, but I just don't see myself doing anything else. And my cousins and people hit me up and be like, yo, man, like, when are you going to come over here? Or what are you, you going to do? When are you going to give that up? And it's like, give, give up. Like, there's nothing to give up. It's just, mm-hmm. that's, it's just I'm just every day living my life. That's it. It's just part yeah. of the journey. It goes back to what we talked about. That speaks more of the insecurities of themselves yeah. than you. Yeah. So you're out here because, and it's like, they, it's And they're worried body. about me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, when you can come out here, it's like, yo, man, worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. Ne- yeah. Next time they ask you that, you should ask them, like, what their, like, real dreams are. Ooh. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's fucking key because I feel like... I don't want to single with just people in Bakersfield or people in general. I think like most people are not doing what they really want to do. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's like, bro, you you don't work at Target because you were like as a kid. Oh, I want to work at Target. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what you really want to do. I don't think anybody said that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but yet, there's people there. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Um, how does that work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's deep, man. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm a true believer that everyone has their time. Mm. Like you don't. It doesn't matter if you got your time when you were 21 or you had your time when you were 26. But there's a time in your life where you push yourself to make this decision, and your back's against the wall, and you are at the loneliest point in your life because everyone that's around you. Mm. They don't have this same mindset that you have. Mm-hmm. So you have to find out a way to make this shit work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't, You're then at least fail. Because yeah, yeah. if you don't fail, you never fucking try. And yeah, everybody around you is not going to be supportive of that. Yeah. And once you figure, I mean, Keith going to college, and that's, that's rough yeah. you know, to do what he's doing. This guy is grinding. He's always writing and the yeah. podcast. He's always busy doing stuff. 
With me, I'm busy. I work long days, but I still yeah. give time to this podcast. This is like my baby. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, I got off late at 2, almost 3 a.m. last night, but I'm here in L.A. the next morning yeah. because this shit is important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, but a lot of people don't have that mindset. Nope. They just become stagnant and they know what they know and that's it. Yeah. And I feel, let me just say something real quick about that because I feel like this could lead to like what you were born to be. Let's just say you become, this somebody hears it. And they're like, yo, I like that guy. He should be a, a, like a radio host. And this this leads to your actual purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you got to take that leap of faith and just do something you like because maybe that's really what your calling is. And it's, it's telling you, yo, man, you need to do this because this is what you were born. Yeah. To kinda like, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and the craziest <sighs> thing is, too, is at 33 years of age, finding that. You think about it. 33 years. And I have a podcast? Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think yeah. about. I mean, why didn't I have this at 26? Exactly. Why did I have this right. at 21? Right. It's a reason for this shit, yeah. man. Yeah. 100%. It's yeah. crazy to think about all the different events that happen that kind of leads you to a certain place in life. Mm-hmm. Like, I was working at, at, like, my first job was at, like, McDonald's when I was already, like, 20, I was, like, 22 years old or 21 years old. And, um... I was just working there, and I just felt, like, so out of place. Like, I had I had been in college, like, three like three and a half years or something at that point, and I was just working around a bunch of kids that were, you know, just kind of, like, moving, moving along through life. And then the, there was, like, some older people there that were, like, 40 years old, even a guy that was, like, 60 years old, and he had... He was the maintenance man there, and he was, like, a super good guy. And he was – me and him were, like, almost in the same position. Like, we were both people that, like, got there, and we had, like, you know, so many years of college experience and, like, dang near about to graduate. And somehow he just got trapped there. And it was mm. just kind of, like – it was almost sad to see just because, like, he was a good guy, but he would just, like – and he would always, like, drop game on me, but he was, like, a guy that complained a lot about, like, mm. his surroundings. And that's how you know, like, he just wasn't fit to be there. And then I moved on to Aaron's, and Aaron's was, like, it was a higher-paying job, but it wasn't, like, like it just wasn't fulfilling. Like, I was just delivering furniture and, like, you know, doing customer service and stuff like that. And then I just got fired. And when I got fired, I wasn't even sad. I was almost happy. Yeah, because like, it's like you were liberated. Yeah, yeah. And then I was able to go back to school, and then eventually I got my degree. But... It's just a weird, weird how like all these different events is just puts you in the right place. Like nothing, yeah. like nothing bad or good ever happens. No. They're just events that happen yeah. and it leads you to like a certain place, a greater purpose. Yeah, yeah. and it's also I I feel like we give it uh, the message if it's if something happens we give it the definition of if it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. So it's all how you look at it too. You know, mm-hmm. so you can look at it something and you be like, damn. I effed up here, but then that kind of led to something even better. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, when you say, oh, that's good, or oh, that's bad, it's kind of subjective in a way. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> you're giving it definition, but at the same time, you learn a lot more from bad yeah. things then, than the things that go right. Yeah. You know? Think about how much you learned from a relationship that ended. Yeah. Think about how much you learned from getting fired. Yeah. It, you learned a lot more from getting fired than keeping that job. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, you probably already... Hit a plateau when you're at that job. You know, there's, you're not learning anything new. You're there's doing no the same growth. Thing. Yeah, there's no growth. There's no, growth. There's the no challenge. Thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're doing the same thing every day, day in, day out. 
That's crazy, man. You know what? This is gonna sound like a little bit weird, but I'll say this. I don't care where you I don't care where you work. Do something for yourself. Mm-hmm. If you work at Walmart, if you work at Target, if you I don't give a fuck what you do. Find something that you really, really, really wanted to do and keep it to yourself. Work hard at it and dedicate your dedicate your time to it. Yeah. Because it's better to do that than not to do anything and sit there. Yeah. Yep. You got to do something, man. Yeah. I, I I just think this 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 whole conversation we're having in general, mm-hmm. it's all coming from guys that went for it. Yeah. Like yep. <laughs> everybody talking on this fucking mic yeah. went for it. It's not like some motivational pitch. Yeah. Like you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Like motherfucker, I've been through some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've been all over this country, taken out of my comfort zone, not knowing if I was gonna run off a fucking cliff, just to be where I'm at today. So, Caesar going through all the things he's been through. Keith going through all the things he's been through. McDonald's with all them nuggets and all that. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> you get lost in the sauce. Yeah. You get lost in the sauce, literally. Yeah. Max sauce. I'm gonna tell you the nastiest thing I've seen at McDonald's. Oh, like so the like they cook the burgers on this like this grill. It's like a clam like grill, like. You just set the burger on the like the stove area, and then like a clam like thing uh, oh. presses on top of it, and then it cooks it like that. It stays on there for like maybe 30, 45 seconds, and then it comes up, and then the meat is like you know ready to go. So it, it just looks really weird. They're like flash frozen uh, little like they look like hockey pucks, mm-hmm. and then they, you throw them on the grill. The thing presses it, it cooks it for the forty seconds, and then it comes up. So. Our store was like extremely old and they were going to knock it down and build an entirely new one. So they just kind of stopped pouring money into the store. Um, So the thing goes down and it it had been having issues all day already. So uh, like certain times, like we would put chicken on there and it just like the thing wouldn't come up. So by the time we get the chicken out, it was like completely black and it was like we just threw it away. So like I put the we put the burgers down. And the same thing happens. It's like, oh, dang, this thing's not coming up. We're hitting different buttons. We're hitting different buttons. It's not coming up at all. And, like, people are, you know, getting mad. They're trying to, like, the lines is, like, piling up or whatever. And um, the thing is just staying on there. So we're like, dang, what do we do? So eventually, like, we just kind of went to use the other one that we kind of weren't supposed to because it's, like, usually where they cook, like, the other food at, like the chicken and stuff oh, like that. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, so they usually, yeah. like, separate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is Probably, I probably shouldn't say that. You can't be, that's why you can't be, yeah, you can't can't be doing everything, bro. Yeah, exactly. So, like, um, so uh, the thing, like, we're cooking and we're trying to figure it out. And then eventually, the one that had the beef on it comes up and the beef is like completely black. But the craziest part about it is it like liquefied. Like, it was like this, like, it turned into like a milkshake like substance. Uh, Oh, it was like completely black. And I was like, this is gross. Like I don't even know what I'm doing here. Wait, but you guys, they, you guys didn't serve that. Did no, no, oh. no. We just kind of like milkshake burger. If you serve a burger that's black in a milky substance, <laughs> oh, yeah. then I question your morality. <laughs> like you just, yeah. you're a horrible person. You gave me a black burger. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was gross. Black Patties Matter. Oh, well, I wanted to say, like, before we uh, wrap it up, yeah. we've been on here for a while. Yeah. But um, 
like I have a lot of people, um, I don't say a lot, but I like a couple of my friends listening that I went to school with and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're all trying to like pursue this career in entertainment. Um, do you have any sort of advice for them or like, you know, any any little nuggets that you could share? Yeah, yeah. Um, nuggets. Eventually, I feel like you, you can you can already you don't you can create content anywhere, which is great. Mm-hmm. But eventually, I feel like it's still it's still the power players are still out here. So eventually, you want to make that transition getting getting out here. Uh, but get out here, continue to just create content. Um, get out here and don't come over here expecting to be the next Brad Pitt in six months. It it just it just doesn't work like that. And you're gonna be disappointed and you're gonna leave in the six months. So that's why so many people come out here and then within six months they're back home already because they don't get any results. But it just doesn't work like that. So give yourself some time. Um don't be so hard on yourself. That's one thing that I recently started applying to myself is just don't take anything so serious. It's it's cool. It's cool. You I mean it's not the end of the world it, nothing you didn't it's not like you went to an audition and now you're gonna die mm. you're good you're you're still good there's gonna be more other other opportunities and continue to just be the best person you can and that's gonna show that's gonna show because people you can't fool these casting directors you can't fool people in the industry you can't fool anybody in any industry they know if you if you about it if you know your shit if you're prepared if you're a professional i mean the only person that you're fooling, it's yourself. So don't come over here trying to fool people because you're not gonna fool anybody, mm-hmm. and you're just gonna you're gonna come over here and you're gonna be disappointed. So I think work on yourself, um, have a decent foundation, a strong foundation, because it was hard for me to, when I moved out here. No, I didn't really have anybody. Um, I didn't really have anybody to talk to, and I think. That might have played a, a few years back. I think I was, I might, I like, I was like kind of depressed. No, I was depressed. I was depressed because I was like, damn, I nobody. I, I was thinking thoughts and nobody. I came. I was out here by myself, so I couldn't talk. I couldn't think. I couldn't uh, talk to anybody about it. So it was like I just kind of. And we're we're creatures of uh we're um we're social creatures. So yeah. it's like it, it's fucking torture if you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. You can be in a big city and you can be alone. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, definitely. So, um, yeah, just building a solid foundation and 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 a mindset too. That way, because you, you, you can get easily caught up too in the in the in the Hollywood life out here. It's so easy to you meet hundreds of people out here that are pursuing their whether it's writing, acting, directing, whatever it is. There's a lot of people out here that are quote unquote doing it but they're out here and they're not really doing it they're just like messing around and you 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 know who's really doing it who's not just ask them for the resume mm-hmm. ask them what they've done and you'll know that that these guys are not serious mm-hmm. so it's easy to get caught up in that in that circle um yeah just just fucking go out, just give it a shot Mm-hmm. Yeah, give it a shot. Why not? If mm-hmm. not you, then who? Mm-hmm. Just, just give it a shot and and see for yourself. And maybe you'll learn. Maybe you'll figure. Maybe you'll find something bigger or better than you initially ha- had set for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Definitely, yeah. that's great. Uh, definitely great insight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
for anyone that is legitimately trying to pursue a career, I would literally listen closely to this podcast. Not so much for me, but if you're trying to become an actor, musician, or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's going to take you moving out here, yeah. you need to understand what you're up against. Mm-hmm. Do not bring your ass out here if you're not serious, yeah. and do not come out here if you don't have any plans of staying in it for the long haul. Because yeah. this shit don't happen overnight. No, and they, they compare this to the Olympics. This is the Olympics. You know what I mean? You got to be at your top performance level, A1, fucking Michael Felt concentration. You seen that meme where he's like that? He won by like a, not even a second. I don't know what they call it. It's like a millisecond. It's a millisecond. Or some shit. Like you can tell, like even when he was walking down, that guy was laser focused. That's the type of focusness you need. Because people are not, the people that are serious, you're going to get in the room and, and they're going to blow your ass out of the water. And then you might not book nothing. One of my best friends, you know, I met him through acting and he never booked anything because you're, we're, we're humans and we can only take so much, um, so much, um, what is it called when they're like, not neglecting you, but like rejection. rejection. You can, we can only take so much rejection for the soul or your ego or whatever. And then you, you're like, you know what? You're going to give up. You know, it's like, fuck this. This ain't for me. But because it's not so much that it wasn't for you. It's like, yo, bro, I mean, did you really apply yourself? Did there you, really, you go. Did you really do the, the work? Did you really take the classes? Did you, were you serious or were you out the night before partying and, and not taking this serious? Because the next person that walks in there, he's not going to be, he's going to be serious. And it's going to show. They're going to be like, damn, damn, that, that motherfucker, like, he's a real deal. And people, don't, people don't understand. He's him. a real deal. People don't understand that life is not just this fun place. Yeah. If you're really grinding, putting in work, you, yeah. you ignore fun a lot. Yeah. You know, a lot of times yeah. fun could fucking wait. Yeah. Because the only time I really want to celebrate is when yeah. I've reached the apex of my yeah. life. All these people drinking every weekend, partying every weekend. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, uh, a chick might be like, I want to come over to your apartment. Let's hang out. And sometimes if you're really doing something, you'd be like, hey, let's hang out next week. Yep. You know, it's, you're going to have to turn stuff down. You're going to have to yep. say no to stuff. 100%. And people don't have that. They don't have, they don't have that um, discipline. Yeah. You know, they fucking... Yeah. I think that also, too, if, you're, if, if you have a... If there's a person like that, if they're, if they're coming into some type of situation, like this, in this example, it's an audition, and they're not serious. They've been, you know, out partying the night before or whatever. Um, even even if you were like talented enough to land the role, um, if you show up to the set and you're shooting a movie for like a month, like that same person is going to be the person in the movie. So he's going to take you know he's going to take that or he's going to care about that process just as much in the movie and is going to show up in the performance. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he's going to get on set. He's not going to know his lines. He's, yeah, you know he's going to be it, you know yeah. screwing around all the time. And it's, it's very. I heard this recently, and I think it's it, it's so good. This this saying is, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you if you sloppy person, you're doing everything sloppy. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, just going to follow you. Yeah. If you start like being more aware and being more attentive and like aware, and that that's also going to carry out. It's going to carry to your performance as a just a, as a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely, uh, man. Well, yeah. looks like we've came to the thank end you. of this podcast. Um, we definitely want to thank Cesar Hernandez oh, for, pleasure, man. you know, good hometown guy. Um, <laughs> this might be the longest one. Yeah, this is definitely yeah. the longest one. But it was it was just like some grand conversation. Yeah, yeah. it was flowing too. Definitely. Flow. Yeah, definitely. This was the this was like the Popeyes of fried chicken. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's it's weird bringing up fried chicken because me and Keith are both, we're both black, so 
kind of give you something to laugh about. Um, yeah, it's been great, man. Um, any, any. Let's give see. us your social media. And stuff yeah, like give us social oh, media, yeah. man. Um, follow me at, uh, or you can find me at uh, Cesar Hernandez Official. By the social media, I just want to say something real quick about social media because I was like, I felt like I went through like a stage recently where I, 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 I paused it. I paused it. I paused it because I felt like it was very narcissistic. Like, and and it, it and maybe it wasn't. I wasn't. That wasn't the overall message that I was trying to get across. It was just like, look, look, like, uh, I I'm here. Or I did this. It wasn't like I was boasting. You know no, what I mean? I, I knew that. Yeah. Oh yeah, but but yeah, but the thing is that I I became very self aware of it, and it was like shit. It was a crazy feeling because it wasn't like, yo, I'm not trying to put anyone down. I'm just trying to tell you, look, look, like, but th- at the same, at the same time, like, they don't know what I went through or what I had to do or to get to, like, if I did a commercial for like AT and T, they just see him be like, oh, this motherfucker, like, he's he's over here boasting, or he's like, he's um, he's just um, bragging, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it it's maybe it, it was I wasn't trying to do that. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, it, it, it triggered something. I was like, "Oh, damn it!" It started. It was like, "Whoa, is that?" It was a weird feeling. Like it seemed like I w- I was boasting, you know, and it was like I was bragging. But I know. I mean, I know I wasn't. I, I wasn't doing it intentionally. I was just like, "Yo, look, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm." I'm just saying, like, it's. It all started because I read a book about your ego, and it, and it, I guess maybe I was doing it. I wasn't just aware of it, mm-hmm. but it that made me be very aware, and I I became. Kind of like I put a pause on it. I'm trying to get back into it, like be more social, like like be put more stuff out there. But mm-hmm. that's what that was the yeah. So you basically put a little pause on yeah, it. Yeah, I put a little pause and it's cool, man. Yeah, that's cool. It's just it all comes with being more self aware. We all see things. I see things about myself. I tell them all the time. Like yeah, maybe I shouldn't keep doing that. Yeah, or maybe I shouldn't say that. Or maybe like that that could come off the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So we get it. I mean, yeah. I, I definitely understand. Uh, but we will at you. On uh, your on your social media, yeah, yeah. but so, drop that and tell us what you yeah. worked on and what you're yeah, working on C- too. Uh, Cesar Hernandez official. Um, That's crazy that you got that name, Cesar Hernandez official. Yeah, yeah. I feel They're, like it would be taken already. Not yeah. like that sounds a little bit racist, <laughs> <laughs> but just any like a common name. Like usually they, you know, those things go fast. There was another one, but it was in Spanish. So it was official and in, in, in English and Spanish, the difference is one word. It's oficial. Yeah. So there was another guy, Cesar Hernandez Oficial. So, but it was the exact same. Ah. And but and yeah, it wasn't taken. But yeah, um, I've had the pleasure of, of of doing commercials for brands like um, Metro PCS, Verizon. Uh, Coca Cola. Um, there's like a market, like it's it's targeted towards Latinos, but it's like the Best Buy of it. It's called La Curacao. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the equivalent of a Best Buy, but for like Latinos. Mm-hmm. I done commercials for them, and then I I did not not a special, but I was like a, on a Comedy Central. That mm-hmm. one's actually very very funny. Did you ever see that? I that don't know that one. No, that yeah, that one's a. It's called Nothing's Easy. Mm-hmm. That's on Comedy Central, and then I was recently on Netflix. I play uh, the young El Chapo. I don't know if you saw that. That's dope. Yeah, <laughs> that that was a weird thing, dude. Cause, like they even CGI like a mole. Like he has like a mole, and I was like, I don't remember. Like they didn't add they it. Didn't I gotta, I gotta watch that. Oh, yeah. This is how yeah. much Caesar's not really saying a lot of stuff. Cause I didn't know about this. I'm, I have to check this out yeah. when I get home. So yeah, I, I gotta check this out. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. And then, uh, like you know, I I also created, produced, 
and co-directed a, a web series that that's on YouTube. That was like you said about your yeah. not, uh, podcast being your baby. That was my baby, man. Like that. That was I had never been in front of the. I mean, behind the camera. I was was always in front of the camera, and when I did that, like I I wore many many hats, and it was it was a beautiful experience. We didn't get the outcome, but like I said, it's just part of the journey. Like I'll look down a couple years from now and be like, damn, like look how much I've grown. Not, just as a person, as an artist and everything, it's going to be cool to look back on it. People double yeah. back, too. So, like, yeah. there's a lot of... Mm-hmm. Like, one example that just came to mind is, like, um, Childish Gambino's or Donald Glover's stand-up special on Comedy Central. Like, a lot of people didn't watch it when it came out, but now that he's, like, you know, Lando yeah. and, you know, he's in Star right. Wars and he's doing the Disney stuff, like, everyone's, like, going back, like, oh, this guy is funny. So, you never yeah. know, yeah. you know what I mean? It's already out into the world, so yep. people will catch it when they whenever they... Whenever they will. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Well, well, it's been a pleasure, Mr. Caesar. The pleasure has been mine. All right, man. Thank yeah. you, man. Yeah. Thank you guys right. for coming. Well, until then, man, this has been a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kate Fings. All right, we out of here. Peace. Peace. <laughs>